Oh, that reminds me of Blazing Rising Storm too. Oh, it's such a good. I drink a lot of scotch when I play that game because you got to numb the the PTSD. <laughs> anyway. Because it's got the A and the Mick. It's a Mac McGregor, I guess. Huh? We got uh, we got Trent Hankins back on the show because what's up, guys? Fucking wanted to be here for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Clan McGregor Scotch uh, in the fifth. It's like what, like thirteen bucks or something. Excellent price. Yeah, it tastes. Uh, I'm I'm a Jameson fan myself, and it's definitely comparable. Hmm. I mean, it's an Irish whiskey and this is scotch, but <clears throat> I mean, it, I mean, this is um, this is like a cheap man's Johnny Walker. It's the best way I can put it. Is John- yeah. I think this is actually the only scotch I've ever liked. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like it. I didn't realize it, it was it was scotch when I tried it the first time. Yeah. It, as scotches go, this is not the harshest. It's, in fact, it's like probably on the most mellow end out of all scotches I've had. Can't taste the the dead Scotsman's in it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, uh, I picked it up. Well, one time I was with you, we went to the liquor store, and it was like 13 bucks or something. So it's super affordable if trying to get hammered and forget all the painful memories. It's a great way to, <laughs> great way to do that. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, it, it's, it comes in a green bottle, so it's pretty easy to spot. It's usually on the bottom shelf because it's so fucking cheap. Because usually, you know, like most scotches are like 25 bucks and up. This one's like half that, so... I would totally recommend it if you just want to try to get into scotch, or if you got like if you're having a party and you know like oh, you know I'll get something extra, you know, definitely something that you can bring over to a friend's house. Not that you can go to bars right now. Thanks a lot, China. Still, fun fact: um, the first time I got obliterated by myself, I was in high school. It was my my <laughs> sophomore year. I was apparently being homeschooled. And I got left home uh, by myself for the weekend, and I broke into my stepdad's liquor cabinet, and he had a bottle of 18-year-old Macallans. Isn't that, like, really expensive scotch? Yeah, it is. <laughs> he just, like, poured up. <laughs> you know what I mixed it with? What? Sweet tea. Jesus. <laughs> I think you told me that. I, I think you told me that. I, I, I would go back and beat my own ass. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did did he like open up his liquor cap? Was like, what the fuck? Actually, actually, isn't that big of a drinker? So, oh, really? like, he would get all like this like expensive shit from like coworkers and stuff like that. Like buying his like Christmas gifts. Yeah, and shit. yeah, yeah. And uh, before we moved, what I did was I had some money saved up. I had probably like eighty dollars, maybe maybe ninety. And what I did was I I stuck the the money underneath the bottle because I drank most of it, mm. and I, I because I felt bad, so I decided just to like leave money there. And thought it was going to be a bro thing between me and my stepdad, but his ass never uh, tried to drink it. So when we were moving out, my mom found it. And she was like, <laughs> She's like, well, Why is there there's money underneath the, 
the scotch in the liquor cabinet, and I'm like, I have fucking no idea. <laughs> oh, that's dad. Weird shit, man. Haunted house. Who knows? That's when you were living in Houston, right? Yeah. Ugh. Richmond, Texas. And Rio Vista subdivision. That sounds pretty It was awful. suburban. Yeah, it was very cookie cutter. <laughs> Ooh, I yeah. hate those kind of houses. We did live right next to the Brazos River, which was pretty cool. Uh, I had a dirt bike at the time, and I would, like, drive to it every now and then. Couldn't, like, get down in it because they had, like, a... It was, like, a... It's, it's like, a ravine almost. It was, yeah. like, super, super deep. Like, maybe, like, a 50-foot drop. Damn. Yeah, it was huge. It was, like, this big canyon where the river ran through the center of it. It's pretty neat, though. Now, okay, so Trent and I, before we started the show, we um, oh, old Dan here got on Facebook Marketplace because he was alone and bored today because he is uh, taking his PTO right now. <laughs> and uh, so I'm just sitting at home getting paid to do nothing and just can't fucking go anywhere. But um, I get on Facebook Marketplace, I see a uh, 2000 F-150 for 800 bucks, And the dude's like, yeah, it feels like a transmission's starting to slip uh, and the check engine light's on. Like, other than that, it still runs and drives. And I'm like, damn, that's only 800 bucks. I'm probably talking that a little bit. And uh, telling Trent, well, I, I tell Ashley about it, and she's like, mm, that's stupid. Look, I could either spend, you know, like six, seven hundred dollars on this truck, and or I could pay 40 grand on a brand new truck. And then I'm telling that to Trent, and he's like, you're going to buy a brand new truck. And I'm like, yeah. And you said, it's a fucking scam. Okay, granted, granted, buying a brand new vehicle, like, the minute you drive off the lot, like, a third of the value is out the fucking door. Yeah, it, it's it's like uh, buying uh, beachfront property in Malaysia. Yeah, it's just going <laughs> to flood. Yeah, it's like, there's no point. No, the, the point is, like, if you're buying a new car, like a sedan, or like a little minivan, or a crossover, yeah, that's stupid. But a used truck, the problem buying a, a brand new, tr- or the problem buying a used truck, it's like, so, so let's say the new truck is $38,000. Well, the used truck's going to be $31,000 with 150 miles on it, and it's three years old. Like, they keep the value too fucking much on them. 150 or 150000 150000 Okay. Yeah, where it's like like some jackass in the oil field had it and drove it back and forth to that's Midland. because you're, you're buying in used trucks in East Texas, and every, every, every truck that's bought and someone owns in East Texas, it has a three-inch lift and mud tires on it. Mm-hmm. And that ad, that automatically adds, like, $2,000 to the sticker price. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's, well, it's, it's going to happen. And that's the thing. Like, I want I want the low-end package, like, base model with the cab and a half, with the eight-foot bed. Problem is, people who buy those typically keep them for 20 years. And then I saw that Facebook Marketplace with just a little bit of tranny slipping for 800 bucks. I might be. I'm, I might get it. I don't know. I got to take a look at it first. But not a good investment. Look. <laughs> all right. I'm not going to take any car advice from a guy who drives a Subaru. I mean, I've got 141,000 miles on mine. So. I got like 225 on mine. We'll talk about changing oil. I did that myself. What else did you change on that truck? <sighs> okay, the clutch twice. Uh, I did put on a cherry Hold on, bomb. Let me get my, my notebook out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, like here. Let, let, let's fucking, let's fucking run through everything I've done to Ranger. Uh, I've replaced the motor. <laughs> Like the whole ass motor, uh, the clutch twice, the ball joints twice, uh, the upper control arms on each side once. On like the passenger side, I had to do that one twice because the first time I like bought like the cheapest possible part and like it fell apart. And they're like, "Hey, you should probably just replace both of them." I'm like, yeah, it's probably a good idea. I've done that. I've done the radiator. I've done the heater core, uh, brakes, front and back, U joints, tail lights, 
headlights, EGR valve, and windshield. Making a pretty bad argument for and yourself radio. right now. Okay, I bought a fit. You, you know, I bought fifteen hundred dollars. You, you know what I got? <laughs> Turbo, power steering pump. That's it. Okay, I, granted, I bought the truck for fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> We're back on that. And then the thing is, like, I'm, I'm not going to make $25,000 worth of repairs on that truck. And it still gets yet. to work. Yet. Yet. Okay. <laughs> it's 20 years old. Yeah, in September, I'll have to buy it a beer. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that. Pour some OM in your power steering pump. Maybe it'll <laughs> quiet it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, being a Ford Ranger, the uh, power steering pump whines a lot. Maybe we'll just make it slur. <laughs> Man, my dad's power steering pump on his 92 when I was driving it, like, it just shat out. You could pour a quart of power steering fluid in it, and, like, and then eight hours, it's, like, all fucking gone. It's, like, every day, you're just, like, let's fill it up. One time, like, we just, like, ran out. I put fucking brake fluid in it just to, like, have so- – because we were about to, like, swap it out. And, yeah. Like, I didn't have anything, and I was, like, in, like, a very tight parking lot, and, you know – I couldn't fucking turn it because the steering wheel is or the steering system is designed for power steering. And uh yeah, it wasn't easy to move. So I just like fuck this, just like poured a bunch of brake fluid in and it worked. Like it <laughs> still when, like, when I had my truck in high school, my dad gave me the the solid advice of uh, if you're having trouble with like your power steering pump and it's got a leak or if it's whining, just put like a little bit of oil in it. It's mm-hmm. like regular motor oil to thicken it up. And he's like Yeah. This isn't like Sound advice. If it fucks up, it's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, like like I've also heard like the hey, you know, like if you have like an older gas car, you can put like a little bit of diesel in the tank and uh, like help it. And I'm like, uh. wouldn't that just gunk the <laughs> shit out of your injectors? Like, well, like for like a carbureted car. And I'm like, how fucking old of a car are we talking about? Like, man, like the only people who drive carbureted engines right now are like. People like who souped up like old cars with the original motor. Boomers. Yeah. Fucking boom. Man, I mowed a got mass- my, my C3 Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> See this stingray right here? It's got the original motor with 880,000 miles on it. Just like, all right. We- Screams in Fox body. Yeah. Hey, shut up. Back in my day, we could just work in the summer and then pay for college. Why don't you own a house yet? You're 22. Stop, oh, Jesus. Sorry, I didn't get the GI Bill because it wasn't drafted, jackass. <laughs> uh. LMAO, imagine fighting, believing that you're defending someone's freedom. Speaking of draft dodgers, did you know John Wayne was? Yeah. yeah. I, had, I had no idea. Well, he I found he wasn't necessarily like a draft dodger, but he was like one of the... Because like he had kids and he was like older. He's like in his 30s, like during World War II. Yeah. So... He, like, didn't make the cut necessarily, so then, like, he made a bunch of, like, you know, John Wayne films about World War II. I saw uh, something on Reddit, like, yesterday about John Wayne being, like, ultra-conservative, and it was, like, I think it was, like, a clip from Trumbo, that that movie with, uh, what's his name, Brian Cranston? I haven't seen it. Um, I don't know what the movie is about, personally, but there was, like, a, a clip in the movie where he was at, like, a, like, a event where John Wayne was speaking about like political views and stuff like that and he like runs into him like as he's leaving and he's like supporting like socialistic views and handing out pamphlets and 
he like hands one to him and John Wayne just like rips it in half and he starts talking about the troops and how like a uh, America fuck yeah and yeah. Trumbo's like uh, wh- where were you when uh when all all this was going on World War Two and Vietnam things like that and he's like you shut your dirty mouth yeah <laughs> um what was it uh the fucking guy that that's really helping the audience. Yeah, the fucking guy. There was a, <laughs> there, there was a guy. He was a film producer in the forties, and he made like war films for the United States. But he also did like other films, and he like joined the Navy as like a low ranking lieutenant, like for like the Navy's film division. And he he caught the footage on Midway, uh, and made like a little forty five minute. Uh, video movie oh, shit. like of like actual combat footage from like you know the Japanese planes and stuff like flying over like the island and like anti aircraft shooting back and like the battleships and aircraft carriers fighting the Japanese and stuff like in the because the battle of the midway and this was actually this was a Ford was his last name I believe and then the, the interesting part was that he is a in the the most recent movie Midway, it had like he had played like a small role in it. And I'm like, oh yeah, like that actually. Happened. Like he like was getting shot at, and then like one of his orderlies is like, do you need help, sir? He's like, keep shooting the film. <laughs> like that happened in real life. Like, wow. the, like their air base is like on fire and nice, people get shot. And nice shit. little Easter egg. Yeah, um, but he ran into John Wayne, or he was talking about John Wayne. And he was like, ah, he's like that, that son of a bitch didn't do a damn thing for his country, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah, I was like, man, well, then the, the guy who shot the original Memphis Bell, because they made a movie about that in, like, the 90s, but the guy who, like, shot with the actual crew, um, he was another, I think it was, like, Steven Spielberg's dad, um, and he got in a B-25 Liberator and didn't wear, like, hearing protection and was, like, deaf for, like, six months afterwards or something. God, shit. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, wear ear protection for going into World War II bombers, but, yeah, it's just kind of interesting that, like, I hate, I just like the whole like, oh, like I'm super conservative, but I'm not going to put my money where my mouth is on things. I I didn't know how to feel about it. I mean, like I I was like, I I don't know what I expected, I guess, Mm -hmm. because I I grew up watching John Wayne. That was like Mm -hmm. everything that my my grandparents and my dad watched was like old Western. So I grew up on like McClintock and like Alamo Mm -hmm. and shit like that. I don't know. I've never like. I actually fell asleep to McClintock drunk on my couch the other night. Nice. This choice. (laughs) (laughs) I've never just been like super into westerns. Like the older I get, the more I get into it. Yeah. From a historical perspective, the problem with westerns is that so much of it is just like bad acting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's bad acting, and it's uh, it's like this like. They're building an America that never actually existed. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like like if you read about it, like. Native Americans were a little bit different, and they did kill and rape a lot of Native Americans. And they're just portrayed completely differently yeah. in like that spectrum, completely, which is wild. But. One of the best movies that I felt that portrayed Native Americans, especially for an older movie, is Jeremiah Johnson. Oh, I fucking love that movie, dude. dude it's like I that's actually, like top five. I actually movie. made Bailey watch that like the other night. Uh, we, we sat there and watched it, and she was like just it? like, I mean, she. I don't think so. It was like. Mm. It, the movie really doesn't have a point. It doesn't. It doesn't have like a resolution. It, like spoilers for like a fifty-year-old movie. He 
is like a businessman. He like decides to just like move out into the he, wilderness he, and he become was, a mountain man. He was a real person. He was he was part of the Confederate cavalry. Yeah. And like after the war, he's like, "Fuck this! I'm going to the wilderness. Fuck the world! I'm out." And he's like, "I'm gonna go be a mountain man." And then he goes out and basically just becomes a mountain man. Yeah, uh, r- <laughs> runs into like a, a another mountain man that makes him kill a bear and like finds like a like a a, a group of Indians and like. The chief gives him, him like, his, his daughter. daughter. And he and never then, wanted any of that to happen. No, he was yeah. like, I, I guess you're just along for the ride now. Yeah. And they they get married, and then she dies. And well, because, like, another Native American tribe, like, runs into them and, like, kills him. And, like, this kid that they picked up along the way. Yeah, he's a little orphan boy. Yeah. Like, and then, he didn't uh, want to be there either. And then, and then he, basically, in the last half of the movie, it was, like, just, like, a revenge movie where, like, he kills, like, almost all the Indians. Yeah. Like, from that tribe. And then, like, he runs into the chief, and then, like, that's, like, the end of the movie. Like, yeah, then, there's no resolution. It's, yeah. it's just, like, uh, a segment, which I enjoy personally. But yeah. It, I, it's I, not I could for see, everyone. I can see how a lot of people wouldn't. Have you seen uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs on Netflix? Mm-hmm. I, I definitely recommend you watch that. That that's, that's probably, next to Hateful Eight, that's probably my favorite recent Western. Mm. It's, like, it's a, a bunch of short stories segmented throughout uh i think like two and a half hours maybe three hours oh cool it's like reading uh like a short story book yeah like a like a like a pulp on westerns like like a lewis lamar book or something like that. yeah pretty much did uh did you see the revenant the revenant yes i did i saw uh, that in theaters and i saw it, it i great. saw it in theaters it was back when i worked at studio movie girl me and two friends the three of us we went up there and we had the whole we had the biggest theater all to ourselves Cause like we went on like a Tuesday night at like <laughs> nine o'clock, and we were and then we were of course being like a two and a half hour movie we there at like eleven thirty. That was a damn good movie. I love movies that have like a lot of uh, like picture settings and not a whole lot of dialogue, where where the story is told through the film and not through just like people talking. Yeah, there's there's not a whole lot of dialogue in that movie at all. Yeah, like and it's still great. Yeah, I, I like think Jeremiah Johnson. Like if you're in all the dialogue together, you're looking at like 16 minutes. Yeah, out of like a two hour there, movie. There, there's like maybe 20 pages of dialogue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, most of it is just like choreography. The mountain man's blocking. Obviously, my favorite character in yeah. that entire movie. Took good rabbit pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> it, like the good, bad, and the ugly. That's like a three-hour movie. He's like so completely like spatially aware. He like they're both like walking through the snow in the, the woods, and like he like he says stop, and they both stop, and like he like looks over his shoulder barely, just like minutely, and he like tells you how many like Indians are standing there, and and. It, yeah, it's just I, I would definitely yeah. recommend you watch it. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, I'd recommend Jeremiah, like if, especially if you're just like, man, this is like really hot outside. I don't want to do anything. Like yeah, it, it's Johnson. definitely a, a movie you you would put on in like the middle of the day while you're cooking lunch. Yeah, it's like it's it's gonna last a while, and you it doesn't deserve or I shouldn't say deserve. It doesn't need a whole lot of attention. Yeah, um, yeah, it's one of my dad's favorite movies. I probably the first time I watched it I was probably like eleven. Yeah. Because like he saw it, he was like he was just like flipping through the channels, and he saw like the next day like that movie was coming. He's like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> and he like recorded it. And <laughs> I set that it. timer so it comes on. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's a good movie. Speaking of good stuff to watch, uh, last week or two ago, I uh, I finally got into Avatar: The Last Airbender. It was an excellent segue. Holy shit! Let me tell you. <laughs> When I was a kid, I probably watched maybe collectively ten episodes, and they're all probably from like the first, second season, from what like I remembered of after watching it. Yeah. And then uh, the other day, 
one of my good buddies, uh, Banana Hammock, who was on the most recent episode, was like, hey, uh, here's my Netflix login, dog, and here's some anime you can watch. Like, here's just stuff I recommend. Like, all right, cool. Because I told him, like, I'm not super big in anime, but, like, I kind of like some of the culture behind a lot of it. So I'd like to get into it. And he's like, well, don't watch the shit that's for, like, you know, middle school boys like Naruto anymore. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what turned me off from Because I was, like, super into Naruto, and then the ending fucking sucked. I don't want to hear it, dude. I've, like, I've been through, like, the, the, like, beginning of Naruto. I'm almost finished with it, and I'm almost into Shippuden. I kind of took a break on it for a little while, but, yeah. I mean, I got all the manga, if you want them. Eh. If you just want to read them, you'll get through it way faster. But, point is, like, I thought the ending was kind of crap. It it did the, it does the thing that, like, a lot of, like, shonen anime, which is, like, anime that's geared towards, like... I hate uh, that word so much. What? Shonen. Well, it's a Japanese word. I know. I just feel like people overuse it. And well, I mean, like, I mean, it, it is overused in anime because it's just a, a like a selling point for anime like hey they're definitely gonna watch this we can drag it out forever and make a ton of money off of it yeah well that's like one piece is like 900 episodes although yeah. one piece is really fucking good and it doesn't even have any filler like there, there's I, no filler episodes i appreciate one piece yeah it's, I, I have tried to start it recently but it's so daunting since the series is so large well i mean no time like the present yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's pretty good um also, it's got pretty cute anime chicks in it. Point, point is, um, but the problem, like, the thing about, like, uh, shonen anime is that they, it, it, there's, like, the trope, and, and for those who don't know, shonen is, is like, a, it's anime and manga that's designed for, like, 10 to 16-year-old boys, typically. Like, so, some girls are into it, but, like, that's, like, the age demographic. TV-wise, 7 to TV-14. Yeah, like, like that's the demographic they're going into. Um, so, middle school boys, early high school boys, stuff like that. Um, the problem is that like the every single ending and all the shonen stuff, it always turns into like they raise the stakes too fucking high and they jump the fucking shark and you're like this isn't even fucking believable. You could have done so like I get I get it's designed for kids, but they could have done something a little bit better with it. And that's where Avatar fucking nailed it. The show is designed for ten year olds. That may be why I like it so much because. I, when I was younger, I, and it first came out, I watched the first season religiously because I had a good friend that had TiVo, mm. and we watched the first season like all the way through, and I kind of drifted off around the second. I watched a couple episodes of it, but recently I've, I've watched it completely all the way through, and the third season is honestly my favorite. Mm-hmm. The second season's where it really catches in its stride, but yeah. the third season, it's like... It's so befitting. Like, like, there's never, like, oh, they could have done that better. Like, oh, like, that was a plot point that, like, didn't make any sense. Like, the, the only thing about Avatar that I'm, like, because I'm 20 fucking four watching a show designed for an 11-year-old, <laughs> you know? So, it's, like, like when, okay, you know, at the end of the first season, and, okay. Shout it, out to all the people that are watching Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, for, for, all the peop- uh, for all the people who have watched the series, uh, at the end of the first season when, like, the Fire Nation attacks the uh, North Pole, or the city near the North Pole. Um, like, I wanted it to be, like, Omaha Beach landing level, like, graphic violence, like, battle cons of nations and their armies. Yeah. Because, like, like that would have made sense. But then, he, this show is for 10-year-olds. You can't show them that, you know? Like, I, I get it. I get it. But 
Like, it would have made a whole lot of sense between, like, the Water Tribes and, like, the Fire Nation, who's modeled after, like, Imperial Japan, like, just coming in, just, like, trying to burn shit down. And then, like, they're, like, up in their, like, bunkers and stuff, like, creating, like, you know, water, like, ice spike pits and shit to get... Like, it, they could have made it way more... But also, they did it in a way to where it still was good, even though I'm in my 20s. Right. You know? And then I'm like, okay, like, yeah. It's like... Should we put like a like a spoiler like alert or anything before this? Ah, uh, fuck them. <laughs> Watch the damn show. That, that's only like in the first season. Like, there's so much more to it. We're not going to discuss plot anymore. But, um, but like Teen Titans is the same way because it's it was designed for that same demographic. And there's so many like interactions in there where it's like, yeah, I'm in my 20s and I'm watching. I'm like, no, this is really fucking good. Yeah. Like they like especially when they making the characters human both. Both Teen Titans, the original one, and then uh, Avatar: Last Airbender were really good at making character where every character has a motive. Yeah, and, and uh, so many kids shows fucking lose that. Teen Titans was really good on uh, character development, especially yeah. in antagonists. Like mm-hmm. they like humanized them, sort of. They especially gave, they Slade. Gave, yeah, they gave them enough backstory where you actually cared about them. Yeah, I think uh, I think Cyborg had some of the best character development. Cyborg is, I mean, Raven Raven and Cyborg are my two favorite characters in it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and, and everybody's like, oh, you just like Raven because she's hot. And I'm like, you would be correct. <laughs> but she's also really powerful. And then she has, like, a huge amount of character development, especially, like, because there's only five seasons. And there should be more. There's only five seasons. And each season of Teen Titans, like, uh, really hones in on, like, one specific character. Yeah. Um. I, I remember the the Raven episode where like they went into her void or whatever. Yeah, I remember spellbound. that. I remember That's that one super episode. super vividly. Yeah, I, I I didn't watch the series all the way through, which I it was kind of all it, on DVD, man. It was kind of hard to like growing up because they never aired them like cr- like in chronological order. Yeah, it was always like like every other Saturday, like the new one came out or yeah. something like that. It it was it looked, like they they kind of fit it into like the anime like the toonami format to where it's like. Most Saturdays you're gonna get a new episode. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Tsunami man. Dude, do you remember the TV show Bo 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 Bo? Excuse me. It was on Tsunami. It came on at 10 p.m. Central Time. Bo 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 Bo. Yes, my brother and I. What? It was it, it. It was an anime. It was like an action anime that was more designed for like high school, college age kids. Are you sure you weren't having a stroke? No, I have. I have one of the mangas <laughs> in my room. I'll fucking show you, man. Um, it was such a good fucking show. Like we watched it so it it was it, it was like a it was I, I remember it was like an anime of the absurd. Captain Planet. I remember One Piece. I remember Hamtaro. I remember Ultimate Muscle. Dragon Ball Z. I remember Squidbillies. I remember Aqua Teen <laughs> Hunger Force. Uh, what else was on Toonami? Tell me out here. Inyasha. Yu Yu Hakusho. Yu Hakusho was on there. Uh, Ghost in a Shell. They showed that movie on there several times. I never. I need to watch that movie. I need to watch that. And I need to read Akira. I've seen Akira, but I haven't read it. I've got it on DVD. It was actually my introduction to anime, which oh, really? was kind of basic, but. But like it's a it's like it, it's basic in the way that like rice is it's like a staple. <laughs> Thank you, Blake Hankins, for showing me that. That's my my cousin. He he inducted me into uh, anime as a, a whole with that movie. Oh, I was nice. I was I was probably like maybe ten years old, sitting in the back room of my grandmother's house watching that movie. And I'm like, what the fuck? 
is going on? Like the the nightmare scene where yeah. everything's shape shifting and there's like a yeah. Man, my introduction. It's super graphic. So. My, my introduction <laughs> to anime was two things. One was the Pokemon anime, and then my grandpa, who was really out of touch, bought my brother and I, who were like three and six at the time, like some straight to VHS anime. Oh no! And some of them were like more designed for like younger and some of them were like designed for people in their fucking 20s <laughs> like i i like i one of them wasn't but it, one of them was like very close to like fist of the north star which is the one where the nani meme comes from you know where the oh, dude yeah. like explodes and shit like very graphic violent right and like i remember like i was watching this and i was like five years old mom was like what the fuck <laughs> I was like, oh, no, it's just the movie cabinet. We just put it in. I don't know. What... Yeah. So, oh, man. But back to Avatar. Holy shit. It's on Netflix. Most of y'all have a Netflix account. If you don't, I'm telling you, need a fi- just get the free trial one month. You could finish it in a month. I finished it in like six days. If you can't find it on the internet, you're not trying hard enough. I don't. I do not advocate for pirating anything. <laughs> I don't. I mean, you and I were talking about LimeWire the other day. You were like, dog, I was seeding. <laughs> uh, I used to use LimeWire back in the day. I, I, just, I just don't like pirating. That was a uh, BitTorrent. BitTorrent, that's yeah. what it was. He got like a letter from the FBI. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm only 14, Mom. I don't know. I was just, just trying to get on my TV show. Getting the story completely crossed, man. It wasn't the FBI. wasn't hot water with my local cable company, though. They didn't mm. enjoy that. Mm. They're like, hey, we're going to cut your shit off until you actually talk to your kid about this. <laughs> Son of a bitch. No, uh, but yeah, I, I would recommend Avatar: The Last Airbender, especially like if it's not anime because it's made in America, and it, you know. Uh, but if you have a liking for that kind of stuff, where you got a bunch of friends that are into anime, and you want to get into something that's going to kind of lead you into that direction, you cannot go wrong with that. The action sequences are great. The soundtrack is fucking killer. The animations are on point, and you will probably find at least three favorite characters. Uh, name your top three. Uh, Uncle Iroh. And this is a, this is in no particular order. Uncle Iroh, Sokka, and probably Toph. Sokka? Really? I like Sokka. Because, like... like I see, you are such a fucking yeah. Sokka. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> I see so much of myself. It's like, oh, yeah, because, like, I don't know how to do anything, you, you know? Human fighter of yeah. a man. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, well, it's like, you know, like, I'm not super good. Like, I, I, I don't really know how to fight. Um, like fist fighting, got a boomerang. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, and, and I don't really know how to, uh, like, uh, like to do anything like super specialized. But I'm super good with the most in the gaunt, and I can cook like a motherfucker. So <laughs> I'm definitely an integral part of the team. <laughs> but I'm not like, like, you made yourself essential. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I found the job nobody else is gonna do, and then just did it really good. <laughs> now the other day it was yes, yeah, the other day, July second. Some buddies and I, we all went out shooting stuff, and I took my Mosin-Nagon out. We had it set up about 100 yards. Some targets about 100 yards out, and they're like the, the big, like, rifle-plinking ones. When you hit it, you you hear that you hit it. Like, first shot, just like, ping, like, 100 yards. Like, yeah, I'm just that fucking good with this thing. Like, Did you use the elevated iron sight? Uh, no, I set it to 100 yards. But yeah, <laughs> just straight-up iron sights, and then, like, you know, everybody else has got scopes with shooting five, five, six, and they're, like, hitting it no problem, and then... I mean, iron sights, hitting something smaller than, like, this, a little bit bigger than a CD at 100 yards is pretty fucking impressive. If you yeah, ask me. On, honestly. <laughs> and then uh, out of the uh, out of the five rounds, I hit it three times. So I was like, yeah, he's fucking dead. 
have you seen like the video of those like a uh, competitive like uh, handgun shooters? Yeah, it's fucking insane. Yeah, but they're using like nine millimeters and shit. They're yeah. just like taking like they're like hitting targets with like 150 yards. Like what the fuck? Mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's like my 357 revolver. It's got like an effective. It has like an effective accurate range of like 40 yards. Yeah. It's only got a four and a half inch barrel, but there's so much velocity behind it. It usually stays pretty well on point as long as you're not, you know, jerking the gun when you shoot it. Uh, and man, that thing is fun to shoot. Let me tell you, not cheap to shoot, but it's fun to shoot. And like uh, that that weekend, I got to shoot a forty five. There's a weekday actually. I got a I shot a I shot an M nineteen eleven forty five caliber. It was a Desert Eagle oh. one. Like like it had that like written on the side of it. So I guess like that's the brand. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but it, it looked just like the World War Two one, you know, uh, 45. And I shot it, and I shot my 357, and I'm like, nah, I think I just like mine more. <laughs> also, it was half the cost. Because, man, I'm telling you, those 45 caliber guns, you're looking like $700. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, they, they have, like, a their reputa- reputation precedes them. Yeah. Like, it is the Deagle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, you know, I wouldn't want to get hit with one, but I was also shooting hollow points out of a 357, and it's kind of like... Okay, you got seven shots, I got six. Mine's never going to jam. <laughs> you know? Hard to argue with that. You know. And then uh, it was funny, my brother was going to shoot it, and he was my, my revolver. He was like, where's the safety? I said, boy, that's a wheel gun. It ain't got no damn safety. Where's the safety? Dude, you could throw that thing against, like, a concrete block. It's not going to shoot. Like, it's, <laughs> it's fine. I'm like, you know, you load up a Glock, put it in your pocket, you blow a hole in your fucking leg. <laughs> Something, something, Plexico Burris. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me about that, man. We, we put him back to the Super Bowl in 08. He fucking shot himself in the leg and consequently shooting the team in the foot. I feel like Eli had something to do with it. No, he didn't. <laughs> Eli was perfect. He had a perfect record. 117 and 117. Perfectly balanced as all things should be. Uh, your coach snaps and half of your team's ACLs disappear. Oh, God. <laughs> Hope it wasn't me. <laughs> now, I never had any, like, substantial long-term injuries from football. Like, I never missed a game. It's kind of nice. How's that CT going? It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I think I have, like, a very, very mild case of CT. Like, man, my head, like, hurts really bad all of a sudden. <laughs> and I'm, like, angry about things that don't make any sense. Yeah. Or is that I just those, those sudden migraines as well? Yeah. Oh, well. Could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> like, I never had a concussion, like, to where I was, like, taken out of the game. So, you know, there's that. It's in my fucking ear. No, okay. So, the real question is, come November, are you riding with Biden? I'm going to vote Joe Jorgensen. Really? I do. Yeah. There's a forty percent chance I'm gonna vote for Jorgensen. I'm saying this in confidence because I feel like any anybody that asks me that question always decides to preach at me. At least like sixty percent of the people decide to preach at me. Like you're throwing away your vote, but yeah, like uh, somebody I saw something where it's like a vote for the third party is just a vote for Trump, and I'm like, jokes on you, he's my second choice. God. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. It's it's uh. He's he's not making a case for himself. Mm-mm. He's not. But th- this whole election, whether you're gonna 
whether we get a Democrat or a Republican in office, it's all about Supreme Court picks. Because this next president has the potential of having three. And representatives. Uh, please, people, go out and vote for like local elections and shit. That yeah. actually matters. Yeah, it actually matters a whole lot. Because if you live in Smith County, I don't know if you know this or not, but the justice system in Smith County is a bit fucky. In fact, there's a whole book on it that you own. <laughs> Absolutely. It's uh, called Smith County Justice. Uh, can't name the, the author off the top of my head. But there is a free PDF of it on uh, the internet somewhere. Yeah, because like, the author just wants to get the word out yeah, about uh, it. The reason why he did that is because he couldn't, he couldn't sell it in Smith County. Like, they, they outlawed the book completely. Mm-hmm. And also, if... There's like used copies online. The local government will actually buy it and burn the book. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. So if you know, it, the good rule of thumb is who's ever burning a book has something pretty nefarious to hide, because uh, other groups of people that burn books are uh, you know Nazis. That actually happened. Yeah. It's not just an Indiana Jones. So uh, if if people are trying to silence something for being said, it's probably something pretty big at stake. So it's a very big and undaunting, like very pretty daunting book to read. It's a uh, it's it's really interesting because it goes back and forth from like this perspective of this ex narc. He he he's like a was a narcotics officer in the police department here in Tyler. Yeah. Um, but it goes back back and forth from his perspective of him working on cases and going back to the like the history of Tyler and like the history of Smith County and the surrounding counties and like. The corruption, like, the the, and, the cities were founded upon. Yeah, and, and, like, why Tyler and Smith County is so, is the way it is compared to, like, it's kind of weird, because you leave Tyler, everywhere else looks kind of shittier. And you're like, why is that? How come there's, like, this unequal distribution? It's called plantation money. Yeah, son. it's called old-ass <laughs> plantation money, and then those people wind up owning oil companies never worked in the oil did and then operated out of here and then used the populations out of like longview and like eastern east texas to work everything and then the school blew up and that's why you can smell natural gas and propane thanks hitler no i was talking about west rust <laughs> no he he actually like sent a letter yeah to... no i've seen that letter yeah like, that's, I've been that's, to the that's what i was referring to <laughs> yeah. no like yeah okay so in 1937 don't quote me on that. I have no idea. I do have a crazy story to add to this after yours, though. So, it was like it, it was it was like later thirties because Hitler took power in thirty three. So it was after Hitler took power, but before like World War Two, like in our in the American ideal happened maybe because thirty four, maybe thirty four, because Japan started invading China in like thirty five. Anyway, point is, um, a bunch of like this school had a natural gas leak or propane leak. It was natural gas. It was natural gas, yeah. It had a natural gas leak. And back then, because natural gas naturally is odorless. And at the very end, like, the leak was in the basement. And so, like, all this gas had, like, pressurized in the bottom. And apparently, like, around 3 o'clock, a dude, like, plugged in, like, a, a screw, like, a drill. And it caused a spark. And that spark ignited all the gas in the air. And it caused the entire fucking building to implode. Killed a shitload of kids. Like, children. The... Silver lining is there was actually a field trip that day, so a bunch of kids weren't in the building, but like a like a third of the school was still like in session. Yeah, and then like you know like over it, it was like the biggest like I think it's still one of the biggest like in school disasters in the United States, and it was so bad um, that Adolf Hitler wrote a, a personal letter of condolences like to the families, 
And then get this, Japanese children made origami and sent it to them, like to the families of those kids. And I guarantee you, some of those kids that made that origami were fighting on Okinawa in 1945. I had no idea about that second part. Yeah, like it, because they had that up display at the museum too. If you're in the East Texas area, check out New London, Texas. It's a very, very small town. Didn't even have a red light. Um, but they have a big mural and then a little museum that talks all about this. And then after that, that's why they put that rotten egg smell in natural gas and propane so you can smell the gas leak. Uh, cool story. Um, actually, pretty fucking terrifying if you think about it. But my great-grandmother on my father's side, um, she went to the New London school during this time period. Hmm. She was in, I want to say, middle school. And... It, she had a bunch of siblings, and so her and her siblings skipped school that day to go to town with their parents to buy school clothes. Hmm. So they 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 skipped school that day that it happened, and they missed it entirely. As I, I think about that, and I'm like, it's crazy to think that like if she would like just made that decision, or her parents made that decision, like, oh no, we'll go tomorrow, and I wouldn't have existed. Yeah. Or, or, like, your chances of existing are a lot less. Because there were some people that were in that explosion that did live. Yeah. Like, I think you, I think it was, like, an 80% death rate. So there was, like, a one in five chance you'll make it. But, yeah, but if it was, like, one of those things, like, oh, damn, I got to replace a spark plug. We can't take the truck to town. We'll have to do it tomorrow. Like, like there's so much riding on that. Like, anything could have happened. The, the weather could have been bad. Yeah. Like, it, truck could have fucked up. It, it's a very butterfly could effect. Could have been short on money that, that two weeks. Yeah, just like, yeah, or just, yeah, like, you know, six days prior, like, he had to take off work because he sprained or something. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't get paid for that day, so we have to wait till next paycheck to go. There's, you know, man, that's crazy. That's fucking crazy that you have to think about that. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of Jewish, so, you know, my chances of existing are kind of slim. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, my family, um, part of my generic genetic heritage font. Generic heritage. <laughs> generic. I mean, in America, I'm white. That's pretty fucking generic. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, my, my genetic heritage. A lot of them uh, fought in countries that uh, had a lot of casualties in the First World War, namely Austro-Hungary. <laughs> that country doesn't even exist anymore. Here I am. Oh, rock you man. like a hurricane. Um, Just blew through two holocausts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I got Finn. I have a uh, all the Finnish family and French Canadian. They were over in like the late eighteen hundreds. Like but none of my family was here when slaves were still okay in the United States. So I don't take any guilt for that. That's reassuring. You know, like I'm like, yeah, I had nothing. Like it's kind of like most of my family came over after World War One. So, um, so like all those people are like my family, especially like around here. My family was part of the old 300 that settled Texas. Get the fuck out of here! You don't <laughs> fucking know that. Like you're gonna be 50, you're gonna take a DNA test, turns out you slut. Next thing you know, you're not even you know German. You're Italian. Oh, uh, I'm just you know extrapolating my personal experience. That actually happened. I thought that I was German. Uh, turns out I'm actually Italian because my Jewish great grandma, you know, really wanted some of that Southern Italian, uh, you know, penis, and apparently that became a grandpa. Weird story. Nobody told me. <laughs> Nobody told me about any of that. How long ago did you figure this out? Like December. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, so my last name's an adopted name. It also explains why. Uh, I'm a Giants fan. I really like Italian food, and my family's so fucking loud. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, and I'm like, oh, well, at least I know I'm not a fucking kraut. <laughs> I like spaghetti, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I fucking love spaghetti. Oh, man. But yeah, like, uh, so the... It, it's funny, because, like, Italians don't drink a whole lot. They drink, like, a lot of wine and stuff. They don't, yeah. like, drink, drink. I think I get the drinking from the Finn side of my family. That makes sense. Cause, like, it probably isn't a whole lot to do up there. Yeah, because it's like, it's cold and it's dark. Want to get hammered? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I t- recently took a 23andMe test and uh, figured out that I'm uh, mostly Spanish and French. I believe it. Yeah. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, actually, I, I, Dude, I t- took you- that out of context. Uh, I'm, I'm, the majority is uh, Scottish, but... Also, there's French and Spanish. Oh, okay. So, like, how much Scottish? Like, 25%? Uh, probably close to 60%. Oh, shit, man. Yeah. Dude, you should have fucking killed, man. <laughs> I'm not even Scottish now. Actually, my aunt, because I didn't do the DNA test. My aunts, both of them did it. My dad did not do it because, like, he's like, I don't want the Mormons taking my genetic information. <laughs> I'm like, I understand that because knowing that we're both Jews, they start loading us up on trains again. You know, I, I don't want to be first on the fucking list. That's all I'm saying. Like, I got enough guns to hold me off for a little bit. They, they make you sound a waiver and everything like that. Like, can can we store this for upwards of 40 years? And you just say no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could say no, but, like, they might have it for all you know. What are they going to do with your spit? I don't know. I'll clone you and have that clone come in and murder you. And then, like, he just, like, lives your life as, like, a sleeper agent. Man, this is, this is the Alex Jones podcast, know, apparently. The, the sweet release of death. Yeah. What's the downside of that one? Honestly, you ever just like wake up and you're just like, fuck! I'm still doing this shit! <laughs> Every day. <laughs> and you just like wake up like, oh, this is why I smoke because I don't want to live to see 60. This is terrible. <laughs> like, like honestly, like part of me is just like, I'm going to stop pulling out. I just like have like a reason to live. Like, ah, I got a kid now. I'm like, I got to be alive for that thing. <laughs> not, not a great reason. <laughs> I'm going to have to consult against that one. <laughs> It's like, oh, you're a boy. You better fucking like sports, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. I'm trying. You shut up, pussy. <laughs> oh man, I have a niece. She's so fucking cute. She's also like seven months old, and she weighs like twenty three pounds. She a big ass baby. Got all the statistics. You got a baseball card or something? Yeah, I know. Um, I'm gonna buy her like a bunch of like New York Giants shit. When she gets like like just old and, like because like I don't want to buy like New York Giants baby shit because it's just like she's gonna wear it once and outgrow it. Baby clothes are a scam. Yeah, yeah. Dude, buy them used if you can, man. Just wash them. This may sound podunk, but like, uh, my family has never like like bought baby clothes on purpose. It's always like usually they're gifted. They, they, they came from somebody else, or we're giving them somebody else, or this came from an older cousin, or like yeah. everybody always just keeps up with that shit because. They know, like, it's not going to, like, be useful for long. Yeah. And it's a, kind of a waste of money. Yeah, it's like you're gonna, they're going to wear it three times with all the other baby clothes they're, they're going to be out, shitting and vomiting on. They're going like, to out, outgrow it in two weeks. Yeah, and they're just going to outgrow it. Now, but that's sad point. Yeah, the birds are a little chatty tonight. I guess it's a good thing. The, uh, what was I going to say? Man, this is some good-ass scotch. Or not that expensive. It is. I'm, I'm really impressed with it. Yeah. Like I said, Clan McGregor, blended scotch whiskey. I think it's made in, like, Illinois or some shit. It says blended in Scotland. 
Is it Conor McGregor's whiskey? No, that's proper twelve. That was actually the episode before. That was episode proper thirty-one. 12. That's why. That's why I got those two mixed up. Yeah. No. Uh, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, that was because you were like, like, hey man, you want a soda? And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. You're like, you sure you don't want like a strawberry uh, soda? It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, yeah, distilled, aged, and blended in Scotland. So I guess they imported in through New Jersey. How mad do you think? Uh, fucking conor mcgregor was once he realized that there was already a scotch name clan mcgregor well i mean he's an irish guy so you know know, he's not scotch (laughs) i don't know this is one of them things man (laughs) oh shit i'm a fucking idiot (laughs) I, i mean you did drop out of a junior college God damn, you're going to put me on blast on the air? Jesus Christ. All right. No, like, I see how it is, no, man. Like, like, I woke up this morning thinking about what I said to you the other day. Like, dude, all you had to do was just fucking show up. You're like, yeah, I do homework, apparently. And I was like, I'm a fucking dick. But that was funny. <laughs> it's like, you just never did. Like, nah, man. I didn't have enough motivation, man. Like, I was there, and my parents were paying for it, and I didn't have a fucking idea what I wanted to do with, like, a college degree. I didn't know what I wanted to do with, like, as a job or anything. And I was like, you know what? Nothing in life matters. It's all meaningless. And I went into a super depressive spiral and flunked the fuck out and delivered pizza for about a year. Because I'm a pizza delivery man. <laughs> pizza delivery man. Okay, that. Okay, we got... In the next couple episodes, we're going to have this really good rock band, probably the best rock band this side of the Mississippi, called Lenny and the D coming on, and that's their new hit single, Pizza Delivery Man. What kind of fuckhead has his own band on Whoa. his own podcast? All right, I'm going to edit that part out. <laughs> Hey, we're fucking tight. <laughs> uh, speaking of Looney and the D, uh, our drummer is like a super big fan of Volvos. And this, really? And this is why I was like on Facebook Marketplace, like maybe I could find like a $500 steal. Because this dude has a Volvo swag wagon, like box-ass oh, Volvo wagon. Dude, I wanted one of those so bad in high school. Dude, it's it, it's an automatic, but it's got the little four-banger in it. He said, dude, this motherfucker will hum like 110, <laughs> no problem. I'm like, some bitch, man. I need to drive this. Like, like you go into it, and it smells like grandma's going to take it to Chick-fil-A. Like, that's what the car smells solid like. Solid 110 horsepower. <laughs> yeah, and like it's all steel shoe box. Like, it's painted fucking mauve. Did you know uh, Volvo... <laughs> That they were the manufacturer that developed seatbelts. Really? And they, they they put a patent on them, and they made it uh, free for everyone else to use the design. Hmm. So they didn't profit off of it at all, which hmm. I thought was super cool. Hmm. But they've always been known as, like, the safest brand. Yeah. Fucking Swedes. Dude, like, but it, I mean, it's it's this Volvo wagon. It's painted fucking mauve, like, like a burgundy kind of, like, brown. Like, yeah. burgundy, but more brown. I remember when I went to TJC, um, someone that worked on campus they had like a green one like a bright green one yeah I'm, yeah I've you remember that one yeah um so he, he has that and then uh, apparently the power steering shout out on it and he was like i'm not gonna drive it till i get the whole like it, it was like the whole like rack and pinion just like fucking went with it because apparently who owned it before him decided like to drift it a whole lot i really like super you know you should be doing that done it on forza it's pretty dope yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but so he uh he last Last week, I saw on a Facebook post, he had bought just, like, the Volvo sedan. Like, the classic, like, what you think about anything like Volvo sedan, like, that European-looking little car with little, all the... little boxy. Yeah, with, yeah, like, with all, like, the chrome piping. 
yesterday, motherfucker rolls up in this bitch. Like, it's, like, it's fucking tight. It's got like a 2.1 liter little, like, four banger in the front. And I'm like, how much you pay for this? He was like, 400. And I'm like, all right. I can, I, I can totally do this. I was like, what was wrong with it? He was like, I just needed a battery and my, and my rear blinkers aren't working. The taillights work, but the blinkers aren't working. And I'm like, and that, this is a callback. And that is why I was like, I could totally get that F-150 for 600 bucks. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I've, like, I've, I've like driven so many 20 year old cars to where like, I'm to the point now where I just like I want air conditioning. I I want air conditioning. I want it to work. I have air conditioning that works great in my Ranger. Also, the cab only seats three people. Did so you have to replace the compressor? I did not, dude. <laughs> yeah, you better. <laughs> dude, like that is one thing. Like you can talk all the shit you want about Fords. Those fucking ACs that they had from like 1992 to like 2007. God, you could put that bitch on polar, and it's gonna run just fine. I, I had a, a '90s uh, GM truck in high school, and I cannot relate at all. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking sucked, man. I didn't have any AC. I didn't have heat. I would have to like drive to school in the mornings with ice on my windshield, my head hanging out the window, getting frost on my face. No, dude, I, I did that. It was a. It was that winter of. Uh... It was the winter of 2014 because my first year at college and in my Ranger, the heater core didn't work. I bought the truck in July, so I didn't know if the fucking heater worked or not. It was 110 degrees outside. Um, so I'm like, oh, shit, the heater didn't fucking work, and it's sleeting. I can't see jack fucking shit, man. <laughs> and then by the time I got around to replacing the fucking thing, it warms up. You have to pull the whole fucking dash out. It took my me and my dad like six hours to do that. Replacing a heater core yeah. is like arguably more difficult than replacing a clutch. Because like replacing a clutch, you're like, you're under the truck, but like... Drop the transmission. Yeah. Pull the clutch out. That's it. Yeah, like, like it's, it's all mechanical shit. It's not like you're... Sitting in the passenger seat, fucking disassembling your fucking dashboard. You're like, I hope this doesn't break because I'm gonna look at it every fucking day. You, you end up with three less plastic pins than you pulled out of your dash. You're like, what the fuck? And everything rattles from then on out. Yeah, uh, my dad replaced the heater core, put one of the bolts in when he put it on there. It's like, man, you hear like a speed bump, the whole like dash. Oh man, it's it's fucking something else. But my 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 like deck that I had in my truck in high school. Uh, w- wasn't attached because it was like a it was like a nine inch tablet. It was pretty dope. I, I, it, it was hood rich, <laughs> like this ninety five yeah. like three quarter ton truck. It, it had a nine inch like like a uh, deck in the, the center console, and it covered up my two center vents that didn't work, of course. But mm. it, it slid out like so you couldn't like gas too hard, or it would like fall out completely. Dude, it, <laughs> that was my Ranger. That was April when I got her. Uh, because they're in like in Ford Rangers and Ford Explorers. In the middle, there's that big black console. Yeah. There's four pins that hold that in. When I bought the truck, three of them were busted. <laughs> so, so like, like if I was like in sec, if I was like in first and like revved it and slammed it in second, like that whole, like the whole stereo would just fall onto the shift knob. <laughs> and then I went to a scrapyard or a junkyard and I pulled one out of a uh, an Explorer. And I just like duct taped over like a little four by four like selector hole or whatever. It's like, all right, it's good. <laughs> um, it's the same shit. It just had like different holes cut into it, right? Uh, and it works fine. Huh? But uh, I don't know. Like it, it's one of those, like like I've driven I've driven brand new vehicles, 
And it's just like, damn, this thing's so fucking expensive. Like, I kind of like the idea of just, like, driving a beater all the time. Because, it's like, if something goes wrong, it's like, what's, like, 100 bucks? Like, I'll fucking fix it. It's no problem. But then you have to fix it. I, I like working on vehicles. But you have to have a place to work on vehicles. You're just going to lay out here in your apartment parking lot and, like... No, I go to my brother's house. <laughs> Oh, that's fair. Granted, I don't have like a driveway I can lay in. I'm like, I'm gonna lay on the side of Donnybrook and just like have cars flying past yeah. me 50 miles an hour. Yeah, I'm like, no, that's I'm like my terrible. Head ran over. <laughs> honestly, no, but like the thing is, like, like driving new vehicles is great, but honestly, like to me, the end result is just using it to go to work. Do you want to pay five grand or 40 grand? You're not just using it to go to work. You're you're using it to like do anything recreationally that you're going to do. That's true. Go literally anywhere except your house, not yeah. just work. Well, okay, my, uh, but like Ashley has a pretty nice Camry. Oh, so you're just gonna like let her drive everywhere? Uh, I mean, we're going. I mean, I drive it, but like when we're going on vacation and shit, like we're gonna take that because it's like 32 miles of the fucking gallon. Even if even if I buy like a brand new Tundra, at maximum 19. You know what I mean? Like why spend? 60% more in fuel when you can just take the Camry. You know, like, I don't know, how, unless I'm pulling a fucking boat. I don't know. Don't don't ever buy a boat. Hell I'll, no. I'll, I'll, I'll Fuck sl- no. I will slap you so Dude, hard. I would never buy a fucking boat. <laughs> I give you the permission to slap me if I ever buy a boat. Yeah, same, dude. Like, don't ever... F- like, like if you think about, buy, like, the most you should buy a boat is, like, a little flat, like, John boat. You're going to go fishing in or go to your barge on the fucking river. Yeah, like, if you go out there, like, I'm going to buy a fucking Chris Craft. Like, you should, first of all, take out the blicky and shoot your phone. <laughs> like, don't buy it. It ain't worth it, man. Uh, Just go ahead and set it on fire and then throw the rest of your money into the burning boat. Because that's literally the embodiment of what buying a boat is. Yeah, it's like 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 the happiest of boat like the two most happiest days a boat owner is is the day he buys it and the day he sells it. Absolutely. Because like because like like a car is a money pit that you can like crank up just like just go out there with the key like alright cool we got the motherfucker running like let's change out the fluids on like a boat is like like if you own a boat and you just want to take it out to the lake for the day like r- before you even fucking start up your truck you're looking at a hundred dollars. Just like right off the bat between fueling up the truck Fueling up the boat, getting the cooler ready, getting all the like the snacks and the water and the beers and whatever else you're gonna have on the yeah. boat, all hundred bucks. And it's like, or you can just fucking rent one, and don't have to do any maintenance on it. You know, in in the like, I don't even like going to the lake. I'm I'm not a lake hey, person. Whiskey Dan has a phobia of lakes. If any, Whiskey Dan if, has if a phobia of lakes because Whiskey know. Dan had a goddamn impetigo <laughs> infection on his face when he was five years old from the lake. You were five. Get over it. Jesus. All right. Lakes like are fun, okay? Lakes are nasty. Lakes are fun. They're, they're, I mean, okay, I like tubing, yeah. and I like driving jet skis. That's about it. I don't like swimming in a lake, because out here, there's fucking gators everywhere. No, they're not. Dude, Lake, Lake Hawkins Lake has Lake a Tyler, shitload of gators. Okay, Lake Hawkins, maybe, but Lake Tyler has about, probably two. Yeah, fuck. Ma- maybe. Mm-hmm. That's a hard maybe. I have, I've never seen one in Lake Tyler. Shit, I've seen... Okay, the problem is that, like, you can have all the fun in the world on land, but how come, like, every 4th of July in Cinco de Mayo, there's, like, six dead Mexicans found in the lake because they drank too many Modelos and tried <laughs> to swim across it? That happens in Lake Hawkins all the fucking time. It probably happens in the ocean, too, and people just don't hear about it. Yeah. But 
Dude, the ocean's fucking terrifying. Uh, alcohol and water do not mix. If you ever get super hammered, <laughs> like, do, like, do not try to swim because you cannot. Yeah, like, unless you're, <laughs> sometimes alcohol and water mix when you're trying to, like, sober up before bed. Just drink a bunch of tap or water. Or in your whiskey glass. Yeah, or in your whiskey glass. <laughs> so, like, try to dilute it a little bit. But, no, the, uh, I, I mean, the ocean is beautiful and terrifying. Like, something about being at the beach at oh, night. it's fucking scary, man. Dude, like, 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 the beach at night is the is the most, like, comforting and terrified you can feel at one time. Something Absolutely. about it. Uh, last time, I say last time, it was probably m- maybe three weeks ago. Uh, me and Bailey went to Bailey and I. Bailey and I, <laughs> my my girlfriend. We went to North Padre Island, um, and we got there probably four in the morning, and it was a new moon, so it was dark, dark, like big dark, like Hell yeah. like driving on the beach, looking out towards the water, and cannot you you can't see the ocean or the like where the sky meets. Like, it just all looks like the abyss. Oh, and then the abyss stared back. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Like, uh, that's how it was when I went to uh, I went to Destin two summers ago, and I went to Galveston last summer. And then when I went to Destin, we got there, like, about 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. So the sun was setting. This is in July, so it's you know, this time of year. Man, we went and... We we went at night too, and man, it was it, it was it was like a it was like a gibbous moon. So like you had a, quite a bit of moonlight, but man, even like even with quite a bit of moonlight, you look out and it's it's fucking black. Like it is, it is the big empty. Like because like driving to Colorado, you drive to like northern um, New Mexico. Like if you come from here, right? And you're driving around, you just see like mountaintops, like way off in the, like little like ancient volcanoes, but you're beautiful capulin state monument you gotta fucking go i think it might be a national monument you gotta fucking go if you haven't been um but you're driving out there and you see fucking nothing except for like some pronghorn and that's kind of it and you want to talk like you feel very small in that like dude you go on the fucking beach at nighttime you're like i am so fucking insignificant that reminds me um my little brother yeah he went on uh, a trip with his dad which is my stepdad um, recently, they just now got back today. But it was like a fifteen-day road trip that they took. Damn. They w- they went to all the different national parks like Grand Canyon, uh, Glacier, Yosemite. They went everywhere, and I'm so jealous of this kid. He's, he's probably maybe five. Yeah, I'm I'm a bad sibling. I don't know his age exactly, but. Damn. I'm I'm really jealous of that kid. He's he's seen way more than I already have. Yeah. Or he's seen he's seen more than I have. Like, I am not life. I'm not seen the Grand Canyon. I did go on the top of Capulin, which is a it's a volcano in northeastern New Mexico. It's an extinct volcano. I've been to Rocky Mountain National Park. I've been to like some bitching ass caves in like Kentucky. I forgot where the fuck that was. I remember that. I was like six when I went. I've been to uh, the Space Caverns in Austin. That was really oh really. Cool. I've been to Austin twice, and one time we went, we went to that that like famous bridge that has all the bats under it. Oh yeah, we went at nighttime, dude. It looked like a fucking swarm of bees coming out of that bitch, <laughs> man. I'm not even fucking kidding. That's crazy. Yeah, it was insane. Like it was like it started like it it was like watching like popcorn pop in the microwave. You hear like one or two, and like all of a sudden like all of them are going off. Like that's how like watching those bats were. It was insane. Wow. Uh, Austin's a weird fucking place, man. Super diverse. Yeah. Real real diversity. We've got like 
woodlands and like hills and also desert areas and the river and caves and yeah the funny thing is like you go like just west of austin there's fucking nothing it's like 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 once you get over like the edwards plateau which is what it is and like you get into like the you know drier parts of texas there's like oh shit where'd my cell signal go (laughs) (laughs) like 10 miles that way i had 4g what the fuck (laughs) you got a 1x (laughs) dude like man it's it's kind of crazy like how and it's it's like it's that way forever in West Texas. Yeah, like, until like, you get to, like, San Angelo. Like, like I've, I've been to uh, Brackettville before, which is, like, right by Laredo, Texas. Oh, wow, damn. That's, like, way the fuck down there. I, I went there with my stepdad, and we went and did, a, like, a high-fence hunt. Mm-hmm. I went and shot, like, a like a goat and uh, uh, a whitetail. I shot a black buck, but I missed it. But uh, it was really really like alien terrain it, it looked exactly like austin but the hills were like 10 times higher yeah like everything's just like this weird slate <laughs> rock and there's mesquite bushes everywhere and like there's canyons and the hills yeah uh i've the farthest i've been out that way it's not quite that way i've been to kerrville kerrville where's it at kerrville it's uh fuck i got a point it, it's like it's near fredericksburg it's like in the hill country okay and let me tell you dude, that place is fucking beautiful like in in its own because like i've been to southern california which is like that i mean like it's kind of desert and in parts of it it's like kind of desert kind of not yeah and the same way like the hill country is kind of kind of you go to like fredericksburg curval area i mean you want to talk about fucking like beautiful in its own right it's something and it it just bothers me and and this is going to be our closing point it just bothers me because you're talking about cookie cutter living in like the Houston area. No, oh, good callback. It, it bothers me that so many people want, like choose to live in like cookie cutter, like everybody's got a pyramid home and like a white, um, like concrete drive up and like a stone and you know, like a bricked out, uh, a stone or bricked out like mailbox. Everybody wants St. Augustine grass. Yeah. And, and Saint or Bermuda grass or whatever. Like everybody wants that shit. But then like you go, you know, outside of those areas and there's like all kinds of cool shit. Like Farmersville, Texas it's middle of cotton fields. There's not a whole lot going on there. But they want the same thing as everyone else. But well, yeah. Well, uh, well, I was gonna say like if you keep going east to McKinney, once you get once you get west of McKinney, closer towards Denton, it's all like pyramid homes and shit. Until you get into Denton, Denton's just fucking weird. Denton's really cool though. Um, I've got a buddy that lives out there. Oh, dude, Denton's a great place. But like, uh, but like Farmersville, it's like it's like right on that cusp of like, like hey, we got some like new development from like people moving from like you know, the Rust Belt into Texas, and then like a lot of it is a uh, like, hey, this is like an old ass like cotton farming town, and these this wasn't like people who owned slaves. This was like people who employed their children cotton farming. Like, there weren't plantation owners this far east of the Mississippi or west of the Mississippi. Real bad energy. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like a. It feels dark when you roll into those kinds of towns. But like, but in in a way, like, but you go like downtown, like in a way, like you're kind of like, this is this this is what America is to me. And it bothers me that, like, so many people, like, want their strip malls and their pyramid homes and their cookie cutter, this and that. And, like, you're just copying and pasting shit out of, like, other parts of, you know, uh, the best part. Like, you're not, you are taking the land and making something that it ain't rather than making something that is with the land. And I'm not even Native American, but that sounded Native American as fuck. (laughs) No, it it did, honestly. And I feel like that should speak to a lot of people because... It, I feel like a lot of more, a lot more people are attracted to that sort of like style of living now because it seems 
because lu- it's luxu- easy and lux- comfortable, luxurious and comfy. But yeah. I don't feel like people feel like fulfilled in those yeah. types of roles. Yeah, like, I, I would be very fulfilled living in like a two bedroom like pier and beam home in the middle of the fucking piney woods. I mean, like, log cabin, man. <laughs> okay, I don't know about log cabin, but but like but like because like I'm from the piney woods, yeah, East Texas here, and I love it, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. And there's parts of you know, there's parts of Texas that like you're never gonna fucking find anywhere else. And then like people choose to like I'm gonna live in North Richland Hills. Like, fucking why, dude? I don't know. There's so much more to life than living in suburbia. I mean, you get that, and like, if someone were to like build a house all the way out there, they they still wouldn't like be connected to society or anything like that. Yeah. They wouldn't have high speed internet, and they wouldn't have access to H E B or <laughs> Whole Foods or their pharmacy or a doctor. And I feel like a lot of people crave that. Yeah, I mean, like... Which is... It's saddening, because what is craving that going to do? That's feeding into the monster. Yeah, because, like, like I always say, like, damn, like, I really don't want to live in town anymore, but I really like having that 400 megabyte a second. No, absolutely. Internet. Dude, like, it's, it's fucking tight, because, like, I want to stream something, boom, right there. I want to play Rising Storm 2 Vietnam, boom. Like, I'm already in a server. Not really. You gotta, like, dick around with servers. It's a weird game. You know, <laughs> but, um... But honestly, though, like, I know in five, ten years that game's going to be dead. Probably a lot of the shit I'm going to watch on streaming services is going to be rotated out. And it's so weird now. We, we can't, we're in, like, such a temporary society, even with, like, ingesting digital information. Like, even video games now. Like, like the PS5 is releasing, and they're releasing a digital version. You're not going to have access to, like, physical copies of games. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody else knows, but if you bought, like, digital games on PlayStation 3 and you didn't have them downloaded on your PlayStation 3, you can't download them anymore. Yeah. Like, eventually they'll they'll shut down the services and the last fire and you won't have access to it anymore. It's money that you spent on, like, a temporary object. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you could equate that to buying food. Or, like, streaming music. Yeah, I know. Which kind of sucks because, like, I still have a bunch of CDs and I got a shitload of albums over there. Um, but, like, yeah, like, if Spotify ever shut down, like, I'm out of a lot of really good music. Because, like, they just put Tool back up on Spotify, which... Now, if, if, like, audio streaming services were to go down, like, it would crash the market entirely. People wouldn't know what to do with, like, physical copies of music. Well, pirating would go through the fucking roof oh, very no, quickly. absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that's why streaming services are so popular, because, like... They realize, like, you know, if you just made it a lot more accessible for people, people wouldn't pirate. Yeah. That's, like, I mean, and, and, and that's why Minecraft is available on it's, every single platform. It's going to be accessible either way. If, no. you, if you don't profit from it and, or if you do, if you try to keep on selling physical media, it's it's going to be stolen. Yeah. No matter what. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, you have to account for that. But, like, you know, if, put it this way, like, since... Uh, like, like Metallica isn't on Spotify. They're one of the bands that didn't. Um, however, you can buy their CDs on Amazon, like used or eBay used for like five, six bucks a piece. I never got Garth Brooks, man. Like he, he's never on any like digital streaming service ever. Yeah. Like well, 
nothing. You, you should go to Half Price Books or go on eBay or something and like look them up, and you could probably get a couple of his albums for probably you could probably get four of them for like twenty. I'm bucks. not saying that I buy a Garth Brooks well, album. No, like, I'm just <laughs> yeah, I knew he was an example. You know, um, <laughs> like, like like something like that, and then uh, or I'm sure somebody's got his music up on YouTube, and like that's legally available. And you're not hurting anyone, you know, if you just stream it. You know, you download it, you're kind of stealing somebody. Do you know uh, the rapper Devin the Dude? No, I do not. You should give him a listen. He's real solid. Uh, he made a lot of music with Snoop Dogg. Um, he made a song, What a Job. And in the song, he, like, raps about, like, uh, how streaming music illegally affects him. Which nobody really thinks about is yeah. like I think the hook to the, the like the the song is you you download something and we get charged back for it or something along those lines yeah. and it it's kind of like a perspective that you like don't normally think of and and sh- and shit like that is why I don't want to pirate like video games or music or movies or no anything like that. dude like I'm I'm so down for that like uh, if there's anything that I like really really enjoy I will make sure I'll go out of my way to like buy a physical copy of it because that's why i own nearly every black sabbath album like on vinyl because i'm like no like y'all are y'all are in my rock and roll hall of fame but um point is is a in in what point is live off your own land (laughs) I think we're gonna wrap it up there um Trent got anything left to say no man i think i'm good uh vote joe jorgensen for president of the yeah. united states if if you don't want um a one percenter or a guy who's got swiss cheese for a brain joe jorgensen is your is your big fuck you to the uh to the establishment uh, and don't listen to any that garbage that people say about the like rhetorical college i i know if if everybody has that mindset of like Oh, third party doesn't really matter. If everybody has that mindset, it's it's not going to fix anything. No. But if you actually believe in all the all they got to do for like something that's not the lesser of two evils, and actually providing an opinion, if everyone does that, it's going to be a collective, and it's going to be a major. Uh, all they got to do is just vote for. Um, they just got to get five percent of the vote. And then they're like automatically on the ballot for next election cycle. So if Joe Jorgensen gets six percent, which given our two candidates in twenty sixteen, I was definitely pumped to Trump. Neck now this year, a little different. You know, also who's against Hillary Clinton? Who's you know a lawful evil? If we're gonna put it lightly. Uh, that being said, <laughs> we had Clan McGregor. We damn near finished the fucking bottle. Uh, we had Clan McGregor uh, blended scotch whiskey. You can pick it up at your local liquor store. Comes in a green bottle, usually on the bottom shelf, for about thirteen bucks. I thoroughly enjoyed it. You're not a big fan of scotch, but you said you liked it. Yeah, solid. Um, definitely solid. That's a good way of putting it. Um, oh, uh, if you want to write in, write in at whiskeydanradio at gmail dot com. Uh, please send us, please. I implore uh, feet pics. God uh, damn it. Dick pics. No, no. I I forgot to plug it last time. Send send me your cock. I want to see your cock. Just like Harry, Chay. I don't give a shit. Um, Keep drinking. Keep having a good time. Coming to you live, pre-recorded from the apartment of inebriation. Whiskey Dan signing out. Y'all have a good one.
Thank you.